नमस्ते द गोल्डन लाइट सो टुडे वील रीड दिस पोएम द गोल्डन लाइट इट्स अ ब्यूटिफुल सोनेट एज वी नो एंड दिस पोएम डिस्क्राइब्स द प्रोसेस ऑफ ट्रांसफॉर्मेशन विच इज फ्रॉम विद इन आउटवर्ड्स एंड अबाउट डाउनवर्ड्स द फर्स्ट ट्रांसफॉर्मेशन और द साइकिक ट्रांसफॉर्मेशन इज फ्रॉम विद इन आउटवर्ड्स वॉट इट मीन्स इज दैट फर्स्ट समथिंग एट द कोर अवेकेंस टू द न्यू पॉसिबिलिटी ओपन्स टू द न्यू पॉसिबिलिटी एंड देन एज इट अवेकेंस इट्स साइट इट्स विजन इट्स फोर्स एज इट गैदर्स फोर्स द साइकिक it begins to spread into nature from within outwards and primes nature prepares it for the change how does it prepare we know that what is the way what is the thing to be done it orients us to the right and the light after that we do not give 100 justifications or keep things under wrap and cover we know what is the right and the light but there are certain elements which are still hidden in the subconscious when the psychic light psychic consciousness spreads onto the surface many things hide shobindo describes it beautifully in savitri they hide their shame in the subconscious dusk like animals some animals when you light the fire at night they will go away there are others who will go underground because they don't want to feel but this transformation orients us in such a way that the moment they enter into your conscious awareness you know how to orient it because the psychic knows what is the way to orient it it orients nature to the light and the right the second transformation they go together is from above downwards meaning thereby first we become aware of something which is beyond something vast something beautiful something like a deep peace and silence something like a fire on the apex of the world a great power the mother's presence hundred ways we can experience it an inspiration that comes from above an intuitive sense a wideness a fathomless wideness sudden there are moments in which you know there is a sense of great even joy so all this wideness this light all this which is above us peace that begins to enter into the human system and it touches the different centers and first it awakens them second it awakens them to the necessity of change so there is an aspiration and then it corrects opens the knots corrects it the process and then goes down and down and down that is a process so what it does is as this light comes it opens the knots you know this is described in one of the vedic legends of sunya shape so there are three knots with which we are tied one knot is knot in the mind second is the knot in the vital and third is the knot in the physical so these are the three knots and the knot of the mind is opened and thrown up the knot of the heart is opened and thrown aside and the knot in the body the physical is opened and thrown down this is how it described this is the same process but taken to its utmost heights so in that story we see the spiritual consciousness descending and opening the three knots in the story it is varuna god varuna who comes and sunya shape is described as a uh, you know person he is of course uh, one of the sons of rishis who is tied to the stake means he is going to be sacrificed 
Now this is like us. We are tied to the stake and we are being sacrificed to the world forces. And who is performing the sacrifice? All the forces of nature. Nature is performing the sacrifice. And we have no say in it. Like that same story of Perseus the Deliverer, Andromeda is tied to the stake and she will be sacrificed. So nature, dark nature, ignorant nature is performing a sacrifice. Ultimately, everything goes to the divine. But it's not a good way, it's a frightening way. So he prays and when he prays, Varuna comes and opens these knots in this way. So when these knots open, we are freed from ignorance. But here it is not just freedom from ignorance, but transformation. And that process is described in this beautiful poem, how step by step. So here we will see brain, speech, heart and the physical consciousness primarily involved in the process. So brain is the seat of consciousness in man. The first thing that receives the light is the brain. So if the brain is not strong and wide and supple, it may break down. So that's why it's not as simple as your mother says, don't pull the light, allow it to come. And that's why a long preparation many times to read, to study. By reading Mother and Shurabindo, the other day we were hearing this beautiful talk by Maheshwari Ji, that when we read Shurabindo, Mother says, new brain cells are created for the understanding. So this is a simple way of transformation of the brain. <laughs> read Shurabindo and the mother. So what happens when we read? The words are entering through the eyes or the ears into the brain. That's how it is happening. Neurophysiological process. So what do they do in the brain? Because the brain is where the seat of consciousness is. But the brain is devised by nature. So nature has not devised the brain to receive higher intimations. Nature has devised the brain to receive little bit at most rational analytical thought. Nature doesn't want anything more. And only that much rational analytical thought which is enough to suppress the animal in us. That's all nature's purpose is in man outwardly. But there is something in man which is not from nature. It comes from the other side of the boundlessness, the psychic being. So what it does it, it begins to orient the brain to something higher. So the brain of the thinker is a brain which already releases itself from the not in which Human beings are caught where you are only turned towards managing your vital desires and impulses and this you know, thought is free. It is like a thinker's mind. But there are still greater ranges which are freed by yoga and of course here that light, that power, that consciousness begins to enter and modify the brain. And it's a very tremendous light. The mother describes at one place the first penetration of the forces of the supermind, supramental consciousness and she says that it's like you feel your head is going to burst. There are people who experience severe headaches, giddiness because the brain cannot contain that light and that's why the process takes long. We are being cooked in a very nice temperature oven. Huh? If you try to raise the temperature just like that, that I'll sit all the time and meditate like this, most likely you'll go mad. Unless you are just uh, making fool of everybody. That's different. That oh, two ghanta bed ke so liye. Ashram is a nice place. Samadhi, we sit and sleep. It's not that. But actually if you open up, can't contain. Even few minutes of that touch can blow the fuse. So it's a slow, deliberate process. So what happens when that this process takes place? That he's describing. Shobindu is describing the results of the process. 
Then the second is place is the heart. Now heart responds to emotions. You see, you can almost read the emotions from the heart. Heart flutters. When there is fear, heart responds in a way. When there is a feeling of strong emotion, heart responds in a way. Passions, heart responds in a way. Emotions, heart responds in a way. So heart is the seat where emotional transactions take place. So when the force descends into the heart, then what happens? Then speech. Speech is the expressive externalizing mind. It's not enough to receive the light. It must be expressed because this, this whole creation is about manifestation. And if we cannot manifest what we are receiving, then it is contained only within. So manifestation by speech is not only about talking, but in every which way. But speech is the most um, clear symbol of an externalizing mind. But it can be through any other activity. It could be through painting, it could be through music, any activity. But here speech is about the externalizing mind which must dynamic mind creative mind which must manifest the wisdom that it receives and finally it is the feet which is where the doors to the inconscient are open so the brain opens to the superconscient and the feet open to the inconscient subconscient and the inconscient so that whole process is described and we'll read this poem the golden light the golden light came down into my brain and the grey rooms of mind sun-touched became a bright reply to wisdom's occult plane a calm illumination and a flame so it's very beautifully described grey rooms actually uh, neurophysiologically it is called grey matter Strangely, it's based on the color, but it's not exactly gray that way. But gray matter also indicates that it's a zone of ignorance. It's not total darkness. It's neither total darkness nor light. Gray means it's not sure. So typically human brain is like it has no pakka attitude. It analyzes the data, maybe, may not be. At the end, agnosticism is the last word. So how can you cure? How can you be sure? Only when it responds to the touch of wisdom from the higher planes. So what is the what the brain becomes? It becomes quiet, calm, and it starts reflecting the light that it receives from above. That is the only purpose of the mind. Mind cannot know by itself, but it can open to wisdom. It can open to light. It can open to truth and receive from there. And thereby it can start reflecting this light. That is what is described, a bright reply to wisdom's occult plane, a calm illumination and a flame. Then it becomes uh, prajwalit, it becomes lit up by that flame. So all the grey rooms where they were, I do not know, maybe, may not be, all that is revealed, it becomes a revealing sight. That's how the brain changes from an analytical brain to a brain with sight, insight and then Sight of the seer, the yogi, the uh, Pashanti buddhi, all these changes. So it changes into a revelatory. So flame indicates that, that it changes into a revelatory brain. So that's what is the transformation in the brain. Thy golden light came down into my throat and all my speech is now a tune divine. 
means whatever I speak is a word of truth. Literally it means this. That the speech changes in such a way. That's why when Mother and Shurabindo say something several times, Mother and Shurabindo, you will say, you you'll see in the letters and the mother will say, yes, maybe. So somebody asked the mother that why don't you just say do this or do that. She says, if I say this and you don't do it, it has severe repercussions. Even Shurabindo, he would not say directly that on this day, the super mind will descend. Always there is an indirect reference. Because the moment you fix it, you will see that all the forces start rushing. Because this is bound to be true. But during that period, they will create chaos. So that's why they would quietly hide it. And yet they will give enough hint. Like the mother in 1954 and she gives a hint. Next 14 months are going to be serious. Enough hint. And she says, no human will can finally prevail against the divine will. And that's how the descent takes place. So, manifestation takes place. And all my speech is now a tuned divine. A pain song of thee, my single note. So, I may be speaking this, I may be speaking that, I may be, uh, you know, speaking about 101 things. But all these things are leading towards you. All of them are coming from you. So a pain song, a song of worship, it's like a psalm, it's like a prayer. My single note. My words are drunk with the immortal swine. What is the sign? That the speech is scholarly or the speech is coming from a higher realm. Very simple. Shurabindu says when it comes from the higher realm, it, it, it is like a golden file of bliss. So it carries within it a rhythmic sense. It carries within it a joy. And a typical scholarly speeches, if you feel very sleepy, because it dry as bone or dust, then you can be sure it's scholarly. But at the end you will say, yes, yes, very nice. Some people take a lot of interest in it. Whereas there is another kind of speech which is full of joy of the divine, because the higher worlds are full of joy. You cannot have inspiration without the joy. All creative people know it. You ask an artist, why did you paint? He will say, Swanta Sukhai, for my joy. You ask an author, what do authors experience? They experience what is called as a joy, enthusiasmos, a different term. They feel a great joy, creative outburst. So it comes from there and expresses through speech. But here it is the highest kind of joy. So my words are drunk with the immortal swine. Thy golden light came down into my heart, smiting my life with thy eternity. Life which is cabined into uh, small, narrow cabins. This is mine. That is your, your chair, my chair. My relative, your relative. My gaunwala. My language, your language, <laughs> no, all this. <laughs> but it suddenly opens you to eternity. So, smiting my life with thy eternity. Now has it grown a temple where thou art. Life becomes a temple. So where do we have to make the temple? What a beautiful, uh, this is life has to become a temple. And how will it worship? Through the acts. All acts become a worship of the divine. All acts serve karmani. It's not that some acts are acts of worship and some are not. Life becomes itself a temple. 
now has it grown a temple where thou art and all its passions point towards only thee again all of them have to be understood in this way one is an exclusive way of understanding but shobindo repeatedly says that an exclusive path is another kind of path exclusive way point toward thee that i'll only deal with the divine i'll not deal with the world and human beings and creatures and everything else but the other way is that whichever being creature i am dealing with but ultimately it is going towards you that is the consciousness that must awaken within us that in all our dealings with the world whatever we receive and whatever goes into the world is coming from the lord and going to the lord so all its passions point towards only the and finally this physical body which is driven by all kinds of forces of lower nature what it should be driven by it should be a chariot driven by the lord that's the whole symbol of the gita the body is described as a chariot but this chariot who is driving it is a chariot normally it is driven by desires so desires and senses are like the horses so you have to apply the brakes over it so what is that brake is the uh, saddle that you know around the horse then who will hold the saddle that is the buddhi so but in the gita very beautifully though he says it is a buddhi but he speaks of the greater self which is beyond the buddhi and that greater self is none else but shri krishna himself so this body which is a chariot it must become a chariot not even of the gods but a chariot of the lord himself it is the divine mother who should drive this chariot so thy golden light came down into my feet my earth is now thy playfield and thy seat you do the leela i am offering the body it's not easy because the body just to bear the pressure that's what is there in the gita no when karna is able to push shri krishna's arjuna's rath a little bit behind then shri krishna appreciates him and arjuna says why are you appreciating him so much i have pushed his chariot hundreds of feet behind he says you know i am sitting on your chariot with the burden of the three worlds on my shoulders so to bear the impact and pressure of the divine shakti on the physical body matter is not ready it breaks down that's why so much of exercise so much of preparation so that this physical body can bear ultimately that's how the transformation will take place but if you are not able to bear even a little emotion we tend to you know um end up either crying or laughing uncontrollably so if you are not able to bear the little impacts of life how are we going to bear the impact of the divine so that's where it speaks about the last transformation is a transformation of the physical body so we'll just read this poem the golden light thy golden light came down into my brain and the gray rooms of mine sun touched became a bright reply to wisdom's occult plane a calm illumination and a flame thy golden light came down into my throat and all my speech is now a tune divine a pen song of thee my single note my words are drunk with the immortal's wine thy golden light came down into my heart 
smiting my life with thy eternity. Now has it grown a temple where thou art, and all its passions point towards only thee. Thy golden light came down into my feet. My earth is now thy playfield and thy seat.